0: hello everybody and welcome to the sixth episode of episode episode of the keep coding podcast my name is nick trapses and today i'm here with gwyneth peña siguenza who is a cloud advocate for microsoft and is here today to talk about some really interesting stuff because she does some really cool things with cloud that uh, i want to talk about but also about how she talks in her youtube channel which should be linked um, on the title of this podcast uh, about lifestyle, money, salary progression, lots of cool stuff. So Gwen, welcome to the show.
1: Hey Nick, what a lovely introduction. I don't think I've ever been introduced better than that.
0: So for those of you who don't know, um, Gwen has actually a YouTube channel with 32,000 subscribers talking about cloud and she's working full-time as well at Microsoft as a cloud advocate I found her through the youtube channel in fact i found you through twitter because a while ago you started working on that project called learn to cloud which from what i understand originated from a tweet that you made all the way back in 2021 so what is learn to cloud and why (laughs) are you doing this
1: good question Wow, you did your research uh (laughs) yeah so learn to cloud is uh, an open source free guide you can go to learn guide and, and check it out and it's pretty much my experience getting into the cloud computing field but sort of like reversed engineered in a much more efficient way so i had like a lot of sidesteps and i learned things i guess you can't really learn things out of order but there's maybe more efficient ways of learning things so i kind of sat down and i'm like all right if i wanted to get into cloud from complete scratch how would i do it and i wrote it down and i turned it into this thing that's Learn a Cloud now. Yeah, it was originally just, um, I think it might've been the thread or something, or maybe it was one tweet and then later on as I actually started building out the the repo and the site, it turned into a thread. But it was just one of those um, things that took off and I was like, I feel like there's a need here that I can fulfill with the experience and knowledge that I have. So I put it out there. Now, you know, it gets I was just looking at some of our numbers we get like thousands of users uh, a month, thousands of sessions a month. Last year was pretty yeah, we get like s- small startup numbers. But it's all free so I don't make any money. Why do I do it? Uh I don't know. I like I don't want to be cliche and be like, "Oh, I'm here to help the community" things like that, but I think uh there's something important about giving back. So, it's my contribution uh to all the people who want to get into cloud
0: interesting then who gave to you for you to have the need to give back because you have quite the journey going mm-hmm. into tech so what actually motivated you to give back
1: who gave to me that's a good that's a
0: Cause, very cause deep you, question <laughs> yeah, i mean to give back you have to receive right i i have many experiences with managers and people who really believed in me and assisted me and put me in positions where I could actually thrive. And Mm -hmm. I do believe in giving back, but I'm just curious to see who did something similar or along those lines.
1: I find that great employees tend to find great managers and vice versa. And I've definitely had that in every different like role that I've been in. So I started in, in like an Apple store, it was selling iPhones because I get, let me backtrack a little bit to that. I, I was in high school and my first, the only two semesters that i did in college i did them in ecuador my our parents kind of moved my brother and me when we were 10 and 11 it's like hey go live in ecuador with get a feel for like living outside of the us we don't want you to be like entitled privileged kids like go do that so we lived 10 years over there and i i did college for two semesters and a bunch of stuff happened and i dropped out and i came moved back to the us and i was like well i need to get a job and whatnot I had planned on going back to school but education here I don't I'm, I'm sure you're aware crazy expensive. Yeah. So, I applied to like a bunch of jobs, They're like Best Buy, you know, retail in general. And the Apple Store hired me and I sold phones and devices and stuff like that for I don't know, like 6 months or something. And then the the Apple Store has something called the Genius Bar where people go and get their phones and stuff fixed. So, I moved into that. The cool part about that role was there was like a ticketing system and you do troubleshooting so a lot of like the central it skill set that you need you you can get from a role like that i don't know what it's like now i'm sure like a lot of it might be automated but it was like that back this was 2014 but even at that role i had a really cool manager really supportive that i could talk to just one-on-one just like not in like vulnerable way but in a really honest way in terms of like career because i think there's a difference there. It's not like i could talk to this person like she was my my partner or like my best or anything like that, but i could feel like i could be honest with my career and then she was there. I also worked really hard, performed well, my numbers were great, so as much as i did for the business, like she was willing to help me and uh, and then same for the health desk job, had a great manager. Same for the sys admin job, great manager. Uh, then he helped me get promoted to cloud engineer and continued to be my manager there. So that was awesome. Then uh, same thing with the job after that, a cloud guru, fantastic manager. And now at uh, Microsoft, my manager is great as well. So yeah, every simple way I've had, <laughs> I've had fantastic managers. And I wouldn't necessarily say they've encouraged me to give back, but they absolutely have given me the space and the tools to figure out like what that looks like and just the time to do it too.
0: I would... I would assume there's a framework, and clearly there is because you just published um, or coffered uh, a Bash learn to, learn to bash uh, course through Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So I would assume there's a framework for employees, especially cloud advocates to publish content. Why did you choose to go down the YouTube channel path and keep doing that now that you are from Microsoft? Because for what I understand, you start that in March of 2020 which is early COVID times. I want to know if that actually what kicked it off. And um, then you became an MVP and then you were hired by Microsoft. Is that correct? Okay. So why is Made by GPS a time you still make content in?
1: It's a fantastic question. Um, So yeah, Prime COVID, literally. And... I had always wanted to, I always had, as a kid and teenager, I always had an interest in being creative and I, I I play guitar. I used to do like audio production and stuff like that. And I really liked communication journalism and I actually wanted to major in that in college. But my parents are my parents are Ecuadorian. If Latin parents are notoriously strict and like, if you're not going to get into something that's going to make you money, it's not worth your time. So my mom was like, not gonna make you any money you got to get into something else so I picked the next thing that I kind of had an interest in I had taken some electives in high school on programming I think I did visual basic something something along the lines I was like all right let's give it a try so then I do that and I was like oh I I miss the I'm if it's like okay I get it I'm good at it but I missed the the other part like I miss being creative I had to like 'Cause I was so dedicated in school and learning and stuff like that, I had to leave like the other hobbies that I had and things that really brought me like fulfillment to the side because of it. So throughout my career, you know, the progression that I mentioned, I was always kind of looking for ways that I could sort of pair the two together. But it never really came uh to 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 I didn't really know what what it looked like. So when uh I was a cloud engineer on a really small team, we were maybe like I was probably the only dedicated like cloud person and then we had some people who were like half time because it was a a very small startup so you know multiple hats right but we they also had like not the best documentation so i started making videos on things that i was working on as ways of just sharing with the team and my boss and also just putting them online and one day i think i shared my first video i shared it on reddit on like the azure subreddit or something and jeff holland do you know who jeff holland yeah jeff holland he used to be the director for Azure Functions and for people who don't know. Um, and he found it on Reddit somehow. Like, this is my first video. I had, like, 17 followers on Twitter. No one knew me. And he he found it and shared it on his Twitter. He's like, wow, I found this person. I think your videos are awesome. Keep going. And I think it was just, like, such a unique opportunity for me. It was, like, the, literally the first video that I upload. It goes... I wouldn't say viral, but it gets attention in that kind of like Microsoft space, which is pretty niche when you think about YouTube, right? But yeah. that was enough for me to like consistently keep making more and more videos around just the stuff that I was doing. So it was a, it was a very natural, um, I guess, partnership with the content and and what I was doing. And then I just kept kept going. Really, I kept uh, using it as as a place to kind of document. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's the same relationship
0: I have with it now. So the interesting thing about this, you know, with with Jeff and actually other people as well, is that people, especially in Microsoft, but I'm assuming in other companies as well, they're actively searching for content created by Mm -hmm. creators on the technologies, especially the ones they work on. So it's not that hard to find. I guess it's hard to stand out. Mm Because there's like a plethora of small channels of, you know, like Mm -hmm. you said, people who no one one knows and they haven't really figured out the content. So to get a recognition so early, it's super rare. Like it took me three and a half, three years to get noticed by David Fowler, who I had in the podcast a couple Mm -hmm. of episodes ago. And he was here saying that he's actually actively looking for people to promote because really any healthy ecosystem needs that. You need organic right. content. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting that it came so early and you haven't fundamentally changed your content so much from the very first days. It is, you don't have an intro. You turn on the camera. It's like, you don't even introduce yourself. Like, who cares? Like, bam. Hi. Uh, not even hi. It's like, uh, so yeah, this is how much money I make. And we're going to go there. And we're going to go there in a second because I find it interesting. But you keep it yeah. very real uh, as if... Mm. I don't want to say you don't really care, mm-hmm. but as if you don't really care.
1: I think it's like, I care so much that I just give you what you want to hear and go on your time. That's pre- because I think of it like, how would I want someone to tell me these kind of stuff? I'm like, don't waste my time. Just tell me what I need to know. And I'm out. And I have that same relationship with uh, the stuff that I put out. So, and I, and it. Sometimes people tell me like, are you adopting a persona? I'm like, no, literally like sometimes like my girlfriend will say like, why are you so rude? And it's like, I'm sorry. I'm trying to provide more context <laughs> and stuff like that, but it's like, no, I just, I am literally this time. Maybe it's from my parents or something. I don't know. But I, 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 I genuinely I appreciate people's attention and there's no reason to give any fluff in my opinion.
0: What you don't need like three HelloFresh ads mm-hmm. before you can talk about cloud. <laughs>
1: If I wanted more money, then most likely, but it's not the situation I find myself in.
0: So, you had this very like weird thing for an early YouTuber, especially a tech one, which is you had a viral hit, and I'm talking mm-hmm. about viral, you know, contextually, it's not like a Mr. Mm-hmm. Beast video, but you had your your first video who got a lot of views very early. It was the mm-hmm. um, how to become a cloud engineer. Video. Right. Which was like what with within the first ten videos. What (laughs) was that experience (laughs) as someone who's like, oh, I just started putting videos out and now I have I think it has like the better part of 150,000 views or more now?
1: Yeah, somewhere around there.
0: Yeah. And like how was that? Were you like, oh my god, I'm gonna be rich?
1: No, no. I think for for me it was that from that video was what made Scott Hanselman DM me and be like, hey, do you want to come on Azure Friday? So if anything that I care, I mean, that video, it still makes me money every day now, but that's not necessarily the massive impact. It was more so the opportunities um, that I got and I guess exposure that I got because of that. <laughs> then I ended up you know, talking to Scott Hanselman and to this day, he's someone that I, I can reach out to if needed. And sort of that relationship happened because he saw that video and he's like, oh, I saw something in me because of that. Um. Yeah, I don't really care much about. I mean, it was crazy because every day I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like to see the to see the metrics was pretty interesting. But yeah, I think fundamentally, definitely did change my my career. Uh, but not necessarily. I guess if you think about it, like the money I make now is thanks to somewhat thanks to that video. But I don't like to think about it that way.
0: I think, I think it plays a big role. To be honest.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, wait. It, wait, it, it the makes money it, part
0: or what? No, no, the 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 virality aspect. Oh, absolutely. A- and the exposure as well because it's it's one thing to be good at what you do. Mm-hmm. But it's another thing to be good and known. I'm sure there's many brilliant engineers in in Microsoft that work in .NET and C#. But you don't really know them that doesn't make them less of an engineer, but they can right. leverage other aspects of career progression and everything by the fact that they are. Well, no, I can tell you from my experience that when I became a Microsoft MVP, I could ask for more money as I was getting promoted. I would get more opportunities. When um, I made the channel, it sounded good. I could leverage that to be like, hey, I it's a, it's a privilege. The fact that I work for you and I have it in my LinkedIn and I have an audience that has, an impact on how many people apply to work here so it I think it does play actually a pretty big role and and you want do done play it because it's like ah, it's, it's
1: fine Cute. No, no, I till this day I say I got my job at Microsoft because of the channel and actually job before that I worked at a guru for about six months and I remember bringing up my YouTube channel there too and they were like yep yeah, we want you so yeah absolutely um, I'm not trying to downplay it. Maybe because I'm so we're like so used to and so numb to the fact that this is a thing in our lives that it's just like another day to day kind of thing. You're but so I guess hum- you're <laughs> trying to be trying to reflect on it a little more and and it's like yeah yeah it's uh, definitely I don't I don't want to say advantage because a lot of work. I mean you know this more than anyone. Like so much work goes into it. Yeah. Um, and I don't use it in the way to make money. So I don't. I definitely don't get out of it. The amount that I put in. So yeah, it's like it's like a lot of work for very
0: little. I mean, we we we're gonna get to that because I have some questions about some very interesting things you said. Oh my goodness! Even okay. as as uh, soon as as recent as today, actually, but, um, or was it or was it yesterday? I think it was today. But before before I get there, I, I'm very curious to know what do you think made that video stand out and made people click it.
1: Um, I remember the the thumbnail at the beginning because I changed it after because I wanted to look more profesh. But at the beginning it was literally just you know how my thumbnails are now, just me kind of. But I was it,
0: about to ask, is that yeah. the profesh?
1: No, 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 no. Um, because now it's like half like how to become, yeah, and it has like some code and stuff. But it used to be just a picture of me. Like, and it took off with that thumbnail, <laughs> yeah, okay. it was just like me sitting in that red red hoodie or red sweater that I was wearing. I me mean, kind of like how to become uh, a cloud engineer. I don't really know. I mean, I think a lot of it plays into like I I stick out. I I mean, I stick out in the field. That's that's pretty obvious, right? Uh, if you start to watch the little video even a little longer, like aspects like my delivery, my my t- like the deepness of my voice, stuff like that, helped me stick out too. And I think that plays a big part in and like the views that it's ended up having um sometimes it could be just i mean i i often think like sometimes maybe people just see like themselves represented in me and that helps as well um yeah i don't really know about that i mean it was concise was straightforward it was like one two three four and people enjoy that too um yeah do you have any ideas
0: i have a few theories i i think people obviously, like you said, people identify because they probably want to get there. They mm-hmm. want to be cloud engineers. So knowing how is obviously the main point, but you you have this persona, which obviously is not a persona, but yeah, like you said, you're largely yourself. Um, but you're very straightforward and people, I think, appreciate that. You're not trying to sell them anything. You're trying to sell them your course or your workshop or your bootcamp or whatever. It's like, Okay, here's the thing, and yes, I do find the irony, by the way, with me something.com. Chapsus.com. That, that that, that is fine, you know. It, man, <laughs> man has to eat, but but it is it is very to the point, and I think the, the sort of dream of making it is definitely mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. and I, and I think there is no there is no question that your second hit was how to become a clown engineer without a degree. <laughs> yeah. And then you have an arrow saying, I don't have a degree, I'm a college dropout. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the dream sells, definitely. Absolutely. But what I do also think is people mm-hmm. don't really want to put in the effort. They like the idea, mm-hmm. but most people don't like putting the effort to get to that outcome. And you 100%. don't need to go far to find that. Like if you go to any course that is multi-part in any YouTube channel. The first part has 100,000 views. The second has 50,000. The third has 10,000. And the fifth yeah. doesn't even exist. And I think that is indicative of maybe that crowd. The What do I do now with my life? And many people will make it. And mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, I don't make that type of content, but if I was making that type of content, I would make I would make that content for that amount of people. For the, or like 50, the- for the 50, the 100 who finally watched the whole thing and they went and, got, and they got a job. Absolutely. Um, which is why I personally, I think, price fairly the content I make and I sell. Because if I sell you popcorn courses, like Udemy courses, that are just padded, inflated to be like 24 oh. hours and you feel Shots like fired. you make... <laughs> no, no, no. It's... um, Yes, Udemy is shit. Uh, okay. love like, it. But um, you you respect the material more, and you put the effort if you actually invest in it, and you mm-hmm. have to make your investment worth it. That's what I feel. So to become a cloud engineer with no degree, the investment is your time,
1: right?
0: Largely, especially with material like Learn to Cloud dot guide mm-hmm. link in the description. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's not paying me, by the way. Um, so yeah, I that's that's. How YouTube I is is a I funnel, feel.
1: dude. You know this like yeah. Like with that video, you you get like hundreds of thousands of people who will who want to watch it, even out of curiosity. But like if I do a video on how to deploy this to Azure with this, you're going to get you're not going to get that many, right? But that's also why I've covered like a range of stuff on my channel. It's not it's not very niche in my opinion. I just talk to whoever I want to talk to. Um but I feel like the value of those videos that get hundreds of thousands is definitely because you'll end up with people who are willing to go as far as they need to go to get to where they want to go. And oftentimes those those videos that are massive, it's just like their, their first step. Like I, I like to think of it as like, okay, if someone, there's some, there's people out there who, who just need sort of like, not necessarily a sign, but like a first step, maybe like a hand. And if one of my videos ends up doing that. If it has to be like clickbaity, or it has to be, I don't know, YouTube algorithm first, but it helps them to do that. And as long as I believe in the content, then I think it's, I think it's fine.
0: Yeah, you're not really chasing the algorithm, neither with thumbnails. Or I mean, you're putting, I would say, more effort on the titles than on the thumbnails, mm-hmm. which is also true for me, I'd say. Um, but uh, you're certainly not chasing it, and. The, the channel is, I don't want to say all over the place. It's all over three places. <laughs> How okay. to get into cloud. Mm-hmm. Sort of lifestyle-ish, even though now you have a separate channel for that where you're, you're vlogging to. Mm-hmm. And then financial advice, career progression, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Wow. You described it better than I could.
0: I mean, it's, that's what you I good. do. I describe things. <laughs> <laughs> but no, what I find interesting about watching your progression in your videos is and you actually touched on it. Uh, so it's very interesting because I had the question. You started making the videos and you had a higher pitch voice in the beginning. I don't know if you noticed this intentionally or not. Not not a lot, but very slightly. Mm. You sound like you're trying to fit in. And mm-hmm. then that that video hits and you I feel like, oh, people actually like myself. I can mm. be more of myself. At least that's how I perceive it. And I just I like these nuances, these small things. So I don't know if it's intentional or not intentional. A lot of you agree or disagree. I know, but I I definitely see it.
1: I don't know. If high pitch is the right word. Maybe it's like animated.
0: Yeah, At the beginning, exactly, I was definitely exactly. more
1: like, "Hey everyone, how you yeah. doing?" And then once I realized that people, I think it was also because like my my YouTube channel progression was also it progressed like my confidence and my skill set the amount of money like i like it's all kind of like progressed together so the confidence overall over myself is like i can be more of myself f it like yeah. if someone doesn't watch this video you're not literally not taking anything away from me and if it's because of being me then you're pro- you don't want to be on this channel anyway like there's no value to you anyway so yeah because it's very tiring to be animated i'm sure you know that
0: i mean i'm animated all the time oh are you yeah. Anyway, so... Nickchopsis.com. Yeah, Um But no, jokes aside, what type of content out of all the things you're doing, what type of content do you actually like making the most? That's
1: a good question. I gotta think about that. Like lately... I've I've definitely liked the like the the like the company loyalty video that I did recently, the passion about in tech video that I did recently. Uh, those those videos were definitely subjects that I enjoyed talking about, like the most. But I don't necessarily know if I liked making those videos. So I guess okay, what part are you? What, what aspect are you talking Let's about?
0: Let's say like? enjoying make them. So you don't like the output because I have videos I enjoy making, but Mm -hmm. those are not necessarily the most liked videos or the highest performance. Right, right, right. But I love making them. Okay.
1: So the ones where I'm talking about some sort of cloud thing with like short concise, like the last one I think that I've enjoyed like the most was the one I was talking about like elasticity versus scalability. I think it was like a couple of videos ago. That was one that I enjoyed a lot. I would want to do more of those, but as you know, stuff like that isn't very appreciated by the algorithm. Yeah. Um, which I allow myself to do more than most than probably you. Uh, Cause I don't, it's not like a full-time thing. Uh, but I, I mean, I like making vlogs too.
0: Yeah. I noticed.
1: Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's like, you get to look back at like uh, your life in a bunch of little clips and it's like a nice little reminder. Um yeah, probably the the cloud stuff, like the short very like cloud agnostic stuff that I, I do.
0: It's very hard to clickbait those videos. It's incredibly hard. You like mm-hmm. you have to go and stretch it, and like that's how I manage to talk about things I really want to talk about without making them underperform like i'm pushing it and i'm getting the pushback sometimes in the comments like that's a stretch what you're saying it's like okay like i see the connections or so, you know if mm-hmm. it's partially true then it's true um to a degree but like for something like that you'd have to say like how amazon truly scales some something like this and if it is partially true or like how oh, sorry I, I forgot that uh, amazon is the competitor how <laughs> azure truly <laughs> scales Um, so you wouldn't have to be direct, and then that could be actually really anything. Mm -hmm. And people clicking it are basically betting on: Wait, is she going to talk about something I really want to hear about, or is she going to give me nothing? And I have found that most people actually are fine with it. Even they're used to it. They're used to it. Yes, I think Mm -hmm. even if. People are being clickbaited. If you have enough value to give, they will maybe tolerate it. Sometimes I'm looking at Discord servers or Reddit when I'm being posted and it's like, okay, here's Nick doing his thing again. I but at least the point. videos are good. Yeah. Sorry, by the way. I just wanted to to notice it the <laughs> other way. I just need to, to do this here. I
1: like how you have those handy. <laughs> I mean,
0: do you know what else I have?
1: What? I should send you Learn the Cloud stickers.
0: I have uh, for all of you viewers out there. Um, these, and by the way, I don't care. Whoever wants to pause this vod later and get it. Are these credits? They are 20. Please focus for the love of God. Come on. People are ready to pause this. It's not going to focus, is it? No. Okay, whatever. They're $25 uh, worth of credits. So I have a grand over here now, but AWS $50. is giving me, me thing to things to give away.
1: Wow! There, look at you—you've made there, it, man.
0: There, I know, right? I get stickers there. Wow! No, but it's good because um, I I'd say I don't want to go there straight away, but I, I'd say AWS is certainly lacking in the .NET field in terms of recognition. You know, people assume Azure is the Obviously. only cloud provider, mm-hmm. um, and it's not. But they do have an excellent getting started experience. By they, I mean Azure. So, you.
1: You're welcome. You I are Azure. That. I see what Me. you're wearing, by the way. Me, visually. You know I mean, what? I, I, I bought your merch, like, four weeks ago to wear on this. And I still haven't gotten it. So, it's your fault. I,
0: I have to talk to Teespring. Like, this is ridiculous. I got mine, like, immediately.
1: Yeah, well. It better be, like, signed. I need your signature on that. Or I will have or to fly
0: after. to New York. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because
0: this is... By the way, since the, since the card did not work, by the way, uh, I just want to go to the chat and post. This is a are 25. You gonna tr- I'm going to just post
1: drop one. Drop an AWS.
0: Yeah, here's an AWS credit link in the chat. If you're watching the VOD, you should be live here. Uh, <laughs> so if you just want to redeem it, you're going to get $25. Wow.
1: Someone go get that right now.
0: Ah, man. I'm just saying. Anyway, so let's. Let me. Let me. I know you planned this too. I know,
1: I know the back of your mind is like, oh, I need to drop this. Color I have. You know what? <laughs>
0: the plan was also to wear an AWS hat that I have downstairs, AWS mm-hmm. Community Builder. But then I'm like, well, Gonna that's maybe her. that's maybe too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was recently a tweet I saw. Um, I think it was yesterday. I say, I think it's in front of me. I can see it and the tweet says that uh, who are well-known content creators educators course makers with solid real-world experience and preferably work still on the field now nobody tagged me in this so you know for whom the bell tolls uh, but you but you you were tagged and you actually even quote replied mm-hmm. or quote retweeted you said 90 years of experience Three years of creating content. No plans on becoming a full-time content creator. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then a hand. Emoji. Pick me. So, does no plans of becoming a full-time content creator means that you're not on track to do that or you don't aspire to do that? I ask this fully knowing you work for Microsoft and employees and colleagues will watch this. So, Mm -hmm. you don't have to answer... Truthfully, or honestly, or at all, um, like. But I I I'm asking say the no question. But am not. But I'm, if you, you want to say no comment, you can say no comment.
1: Uh. Uh. Both. I don't aspire to be, and I'm not really optimizing to become one either.
0: So you're gonna if to if one. I,
1: if I wanted to, I would. I would have to take your advice on all the stuff you told me to fix about my YouTube channel.
0: Let me ask this then. You don't change anything about your channel. You keep making the same content. Mm-hmm. It starts booming.
1: Wait, what, what was it starts, the last thing you said? It, it's, it starts booming, oh, it, it starts booming. growing, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And suddenly you have knowing your salary, like half a million a year gross at your disposal. Maybe with a few sponsors.
1: Wait, half a million from both like together?
0: No, just from the YouTube channel.
1: Oh, OK you were saying if i would do wait by, it, do by both time? do you
0: mean sorry by both you mean microsoft and youtube or yeah no i mean just youtube related things
1: mm. so if i make half a million suddenly somehow would i will say become... with the same
0: content without optimizing for anything
1: no i would not leave my job good answer but it's also the truth i think I, I have goals and sort of you know things that I want to accomplish and i have in mind for myself and content creators just not on that list now it could be later like i could get tired of of, of this type of work that I do or working for someone else and um, but that's not what I want to do now
0: what is the north star then
1: i want to make it as high up i can and in my career, uh, as high up in, into leadership as possible. Uh, as cliche as it sounds, I really do believe that if you're at a, a company with as much technological impact, not just technological, just impact in general, uh, that Microsoft does have on the world, I mean, just look at the news lately, you need to have people at those levels that represent the rest of the world and not just like the USA or not just like a certain type of person or certain background. Um, and I believe I have a different, outlook on things because of the life that i've lived and i think it's important to represent that uh, as high up as possible so that's kind of what i i want to do i think having a youtube channel helps uh, because i can sort of share who i am in an unfiltered way obviously i can't talk about the same stuff on like official micro microsoft channels um but that's the goal for now who knows i might have a kid and then everything changes for me um or i might i don't know anything could change it for me but right now that's that's the goal
0: IC or EM? Because you can go mm. high in two paths in Microsoft. Well, I guess maybe those are the yeah. main two, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a good question. Someone asked me that the other day too. And,
0: and just to, yep. to pause here before you answer, because many people might not know, IC stands for Individual Contributor. It's like your, your typical, like, maybe software engineer or senior software engineer, and you become staff and principal and whatever. And EM, Engineering Manager, I don't know if it translates in something else in Microsoft, but basically it's more of a people manager than an engineering lead.
1: I see for now. I just don't know how I would do being responsible for other people's careers as like a manager. Um, So for now, but maybe at some point that becomes the bottleneck and I'd have to make some sort of change or switch. And if I see that's the right move to make, then I'll do it. But I see for now
0: what's the best quality in a manager for you that what's you the want best quality yeah as someone who's being managed what mm-hmm. what's the best quality you want from your manager
1: transparency straight up
0: so i don't want you to o- on what um level
1: as 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 much as you can give me i can i think my so my relationship with, with work and my career in general is very pragmatic i leave all my vulnerability to all the other aspects in my life that truly do deserve it for work it's like it's business both sides it needs to be business for me i need to be paid as much as i deserve to be paid and you need to get as much work as you can out of me i understand that going into it and that's what's helped my progression and helps me handle like current situations that we're in and all these kinds of things but in order to to achieve that for me i've always needed to be around managers or call co- or not necessarily colleagues but managers people who have like stake in my career to just be honest like i need you to tell me Oh, I need more of this. I need less of this. We should change this. Oh, this is where we're at. This is what I know. This is what I don't know. That way I can act accordingly or I can move around accordingly. If I have to make a change in career a change in role or change in company, whatever it is, I, I can do that, but based off like what's really going on. I don't like people who pad stuff who are like, oh, you know what? It's going to be okay. It's not up to anyone to make me feel like it's going to be okay or to make me feel happy or anything like that. I just need like the the, the hard, cold facts. And then from there I can adjust.
0: Is that why you're transparent with things like money in your YouTube channel? Absolutely. So you just want people to know what they basically can't know organically, because there's so many times you can just browse Mm -hmm. levels.fyi and see what each person makes. But Mm -hmm. putting a face on that number, maybe it's different for some people. So is that why you do that, I guess?
1: Yeah, but I would also say that usually when I talk about money, I I like to preface it or provide context where it's like, oh, it took me this amount of time. Because what I see a lot this year and like maybe I think since like short form content kind of became a thing is like people are like showcasing the lifestyle, showcasing like I went to this boot camp, I did this three month thing and then now I make six figures where the reality is like that potentially has happened for a couple of people. It's probably not going to happen for you. So it's very possible to make a good amount of money and whatever, even like a good amount of money is so subjective, right? So whenever I do, talk about that it's in the context of like this how long it takes and this is why like this much money for me is significant because then i also give you the context of life what's my current uh relationship with money like debt uh expenses things like that because m- money's so subjective it, but if you make all your moves around it you, you, you have to be like strategic about it hundred and you know eighty thousand dollars for you and me is most likely going to be very different. Like we were just talking about your house and stuff like that before, right? Um, and I think when people, because there's the cold clickbait nature of, of content, like it's so quick to just be like, this is how much I make. And then people will be like, oh yes, I need to follow you because I can trust you. But I'd rather get less views, less engagement, but provide more honest advice because then the people who actually find value out of that most likely can make better decisions.
0: There's so many places I want to take this. I'm going to start with this. How much money do you make?
1: 175,000 base
0: salary. Okay. Base salary. So, just for people who don't know, when people work on such commons like Microsoft, Amazon, Google, whatever, you really have two, well, you have three main avenues for salaries. You have the base mm-hmm. salary, then you have a bonus, and then you have usually restricted stock units or RSUs, whereas amount of money of stock vesting over a period of time. And, you know, basic salary is just one of that. And usually when people are transparent about how much money they make, they talk about TC, which is total compensation. I'm not going to make you tell me your TC. I don't want to know. But I want people to know that this is not just the money you make. And the reason why that's important to me is because obviously in your past, four years, even three years, I imagine, you had incredible growth in your life in terms yeah. of how much money goes in the bank. At what point, and I want you to give me a number, did mm-hmm. that, did it stop you know, muttering? Like at what point? 73,000. How much? <laughs> 73,000. Okay. Is that because <laughs> that's the actual number and you researched it or it is 73 for you?
1: No, that's how much I made when I got promoted to cloud engineer, and that was also a pivotal time in my life where it's like money for me. If I'm smart with it, moving forward is like never going to be an issue ever again. Um, but I feel like around like the happiness or the happiness level is like seventy five thousand or after it. Yeah, but I was making seventy three something, some change around that. But that was yeah, that was the moment where like from now on, I live smart with money, and I'm going to be okay and that was like life-changing for me.
0: So now if you go from 175 to 250 um, base, Mm. what changes?
1: Probably I can invest more. Okay. Yeah.
0: Sounds about right.
1: (laughs) I mean, I wanna buy a house, but uh, I like living in, in the city. I live in New York City for now. I like it, Uh, my girlfriend's going back to school, so staying around here is local, makes sense for us. I'm not in a necessarily rush, like buying a house in the US used to be like, oh, that's what everyone does, and I don't necessarily care too much about that. So at some point, that's going to be a move, but if anything, I just end up with more money to save for a down payment or invest or something like that.
0: Can you even buy in New York? Uh, You got to know
1: your way around the right people for sure
0: you need connections to buy in New York?
1: Yeah, heck yeah. It's so competitive here.
0: So, wow. So competitive. Yeah. So let's yeah. say for a one-bedroom flat, what would you pay?
1: I mean, in Manhattan, like, that's you're not going to find anything less than, like, $200,000.
0: USD. $200,000 for a flat?
1: Yeah. I that's mean, actually, that's probably
0: cheap, too. That's cheap. Yeah, that's probably cheap. Like, is Manhattan, like, central?
1: Wait, did you say studio or one bedroom? One bedroom. Flat. Oh, okay. So I was talking about studio. So one bedroom, yeah, you're going like three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars. Manhattan is like, you know, when you see New York, New York in movies, that's yeah. Manhattan. Yeah. Okay. Although,
0: yeah, it, it is still maybe it, it London, like central London, stupid. If you're in the right really? area, like yeah, like but I'm talking six, about
1: like bare bones apartment, like not yeah, nice, okay. Maybe, yes, maybe they're on the same. Yeah, it's like you got to renovate. I've heard London's pretty expensive too.
0: It's really expensive.
1: And the weather sucks, like why? At least here (laughs) we have a couple months of like really nice weather. No, several months.
0: But you have very low lows as well. It's pretty cold.
1: Yeah, true. You you guys have, I guess, you just always average. Yeah, if it it goes like like,
0: below minus five... C, which I don't know what it is in American units. What is that in... <laughs> It's it's in cold.
1: American, <laughs> in American, what is that? <laughs> in American,
0: it is pretty damn cold. Like we yeah. don't even get too much snow. At least in London, we don't. I guess higher, mm-hmm. you will you you will get it. Have you thought of going to Seattle?
1: No. Why would I do that?
0: Because Microsoft it
1: rains all the time. And I then know. Ev- everyone who lives there is in tech. So, like, where's the so here's the thing about me. Outside of my like work life and stuff that I do on YouTube, I do not hang around people in tech. I don't know. I don't like. It's not like my. Th- I know you put this like making cloud a lifestyle or something like that, but I have to have like a very social life, and none of it revolves around tech stuff.
0: How and much free time like, do you get?
1: I don't know how to quantify that, I mean, but I go out like every weekend. Uh, I have time to eat with my partner every day. Um, I do what I want, accomplish what I want. I wouldn't say like I have no free time, I'm busy, I'm grinding all the time. No, I I think I'm pretty like lazy sometimes.
0: Okay. So let's go back to money. (laughs) Okay, what what do you want to know?
1: You need some investment advice? I do actually.
0: So (laughs) if someone wanted to go the very safe route mm. by the way disclaimer i know what what 20 degree you're going to say because it's the same thing i'm doing what it is just index funds and etfs
1: yeah of course well, i mean it's first like, first of all i mean i don't know what you guys have but we have 401 ks max that out if you yeah. have a match max that out roth ira's which you can open on your own and then you i think it's like a 19000 or something like that limit every year or they increase it every year Max that out. And then what's ever left over, you know, funds and index funds and what are like, just, you know, put money. Again, it's like, it's more important about doing it over a bunch of different like times, like over years than what you're actually, and then funds are relatively safe, index funds. And then that's just easy because you just automate it. You don't gotta be picking anything. And then here in like 10 years, just watch the compound um, effect to do its thing.
0: You sound very passionate about money.
1: I'm passionate about what it provides when I'm smart with it and what it can enable and how it enables me to like take care of my people. Um, but money is just, you know, it's like a tool and you have to use it. And there's a lot of people who have made significant amount of money just by investing. I used to think it was just like something that I wasn't meant for me until I started like reading a couple books. Um, so then I was like, oh my goodness, like this, I could be smart with this, especially because You know, 401ks are specific to having an employer who provides it for you. Since I want to uh, be with, with, I guess, with a day job for a while, um, you know, just understanding what actually is a 401k and that kind of stuff. Contributions is very important. It's also, like, freely available information for everyone to go check out.
0: Do you mind explaining to people who don't know what a 401k is or or a IRA?
1: Yeah, they're retirement accounts that you, the amount of, That you put into it is depending on like the percentage of contribution that you take out of your paychecks Uh, and then that will depend on whatever like it could be every paycheck every other paycheck however the system is set up for your for your company and the amount you put into uh, really depends on you as well and sometimes some companies offer a match so let's say you're putting into you're putting in 10 percent every paycheck uh, of whatever comes out of it and then your company offers a match up to 6%. So since you're doing 10, they'll match 6%. If you're doing only 5, they'll match 5%. Like Right. So that's kind of like, you're leaving money on the table if you're not doing that. Um, and then a Roth IRA is an account that you can open just independently. You don't need an employer to do that. Uh, there are different rules around that uh, that you could also freely find if you go to bing.com. And yeah, there's the retirement accounts. And then the the money, the 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 accounts that you have, like your, they will that money invests into certain funds or um, stocks and whatnot, and you have to go. That's called a portfolio. So whatever the portfolio is, oftentimes your your company will have like a couple of options, and you can go pick which one you want to, what portfolio you want to use, and you can go and research all the stocks that are in that portfolio as well and make do your own research. And for your Roth. You could also do the same. Like it could be things that you select individually, though I recommend funds like index funds, like you mentioned. Um,
0: yeah, I think that's it. Just buy Tesla stock. That's it.
1: <laughs> Never doubt Elon. With <laughs> all your
0: money in Tesla.
1: <laughs> oh boy.
0: Uh, this is not financial advice. Do not do that, by the way.
1: You should have put a disclaimer. At the uh, yeah,
0: disclaimer. I have no idea what I'm doing with money.com.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy Nick, that. Nickchapsis.com. Yeah,
0: Nickchapsis.com. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing with my name. So, are you gonna
1: take that sticker off? By the way, or is it just staying on there? <sighs> I for, I forgot about that. Is that what's the thing on your left? Is that Clippy? It is Clippy. Okay. See. All right. I love it. I love the diversity.
0: It's all the companies coming together.
1: You're, you're agnostic, right? It's funny.
0: I have Microsoft on the podcast, but then I have Rider, which is the competitor to VS. VS. Mm. Um, and I get comments be like, oh, what a baller. You're just rubbing it in. Like, no, I just, I just happened to have it here because I wanted it to look like not the same as everyone else's. <clears throat>
1: oh my goodness. I have a sticker, but it's on the wrong side. Oh, I, can't, I can't. Don't do that. Can I flip it's, this? It,
0: you can, yeah, but only once. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's fine.
1: I have a sticker down here. I believe you. It's not the same as everyone's. Also, don't know why I put it down there, but anyway.
0: So talking about money, <laughs> let's let's pull it back to learn to cloud because now you, you know you you do that for free. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, there's no ads. There's nothing. Other ads? Mm-hmm. I use block. No. There's no ads. No ads. Is that something you would consider monetizing? No. You want to keep it real and free forever? Well, I
1: can't. You know the internet rule. You can't charge for something that you made free at the beginning.
0: Well... Successfully. You don't have to... Don't have to so... My YouTube channel, in the beginning, was providing the source code in one of my videos for free. mm mm-hmm. As I was growing, I actually put that behind a a mail list registration wall. So you would sign up my mail list Mm. and you would get the source code. And later, I added a Patreon. So gradually, I moved away from it. Now, the plan for me, even though I didn't believe it in the beginning, even though people around me believed it, I didn't believe it, was to eventually be able to, to do that full time. And if you actually want to do this full time, you have to diversify your income streams. Right. I I cannot 100%. I cannot depend on AdSense mm-hmm. to provide for me. Even now, like I'm probably making two thousand pounds a month on AdSense, That's which is a like two point four uh, k for dollars. Which is mm-hmm. for some people, I'm sure it's a lot, but for me, it is really not. I it mean, barely cover thing. it yeah. barely covers my mortgage and my bills. Mm. And then I have to live on top of that. Which you know I kinda need to do. Yeah. So good for some, but but ultimately, and you've read many financial books on the sounds of it, and probably business books as well. Uh, for me we too. <laughs> well there's two good ones. I've seen the ones yeah. you recommend. Um <laughs> For me, YouTube is effectively a loss leader. It's losing money Mm -hmm. in itself with the idea of monetizing other aspects of it. The courses, the works of some running, the Patreon, the everything. The marketing. Yeah. So if not learn to cloud,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: nothing around it.
1: I don't really have interest in monetizing any technical content I've I'm making other decisions which is why I said like outside of the stuff that I do for work and like YouTube learn to cloud uh, I, my life does not like involve a lot of tech uh, so things like you know your classic like real estate uh, rental properties those I would try most likely trying to develop those uh, to make money instead of uh, monetizing any content
0: interesting even on the, on the videos where you're you're talking about your favorite books mm-hmm. you actually make an effort to make a point that there's no affiliate links correct even though you could very easily use mm-hmm. amazon affiliates and link to those points to those books mm-hmm. and for people who don't know when when someone is making a video on their amazing keyboard or their amazing plant, or their amazing headset, or whatever, and they link with an affiliate link, you don't have to buy the item for them to make money. I don't know if you know this. For 24 hours, as long as they clicked on your link, anything they buy on Amazon gives them a cut. Do you know this? I did not know that. You can even see what they bought. After the stream, I can show you what people have bought with my affiliate links. Pretty weird. <laughs> kind of scary. It's uh what's that sticker? What can is it? I can't it? see it. No, it's glaring. Is it Microsoft? I, I still can't see it.
1: You can't see it?
0: No. Chat, it's, any ideas what it is?
1: It's a dinosaur and a cat holding a Windows Xbox flag.
0: This will make so much sense for the audio listeners on Spotify. Actually, <laughs> Spotify has video, while Apple Podcast doesn't. At least I can't mm. find a way to enable it. People say gecko on the chat.
1: It's that's close, right? That's like cousin to dinosaur, right? Yeah, same family, something. Close like <laughs> Wait, do you have a do you have an issue with me not trying to monetize? I feel like it's like itching your brain.
0: I'm, I don't have an issue. What I'm usually and maybe that's me being a very suspicious person Mm -hmm. Uh, i've been on the webs for a long time and i've seen the same thing over and over again where someone makes something for free and then eventually they like every startup is like this they burn money for the first phase and then eventually they have to monetize Mm -hmm. otherwise you're putting your time in and it might not returning what you might want it to return And as you grow Mm -hmm. in your career, your time will be worth more and more and more. Right. So now it's worth your TC divided by whatever you're spending. But if you double your salary, when you double your salary, because you will double your salary, then Mm -hmm. the same time you're putting in is returning the same zero amount of money. But now your time is worth more money. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm curious because i'm generally suspicious as a person Mm -hmm. so yeah that's why
1: but i think it's very how do i how do i like explain it's like there's so many ways to make money in the world that i and i think content in terms of like returns and content's probably not like high up there in terms of like like okay so it's really easy to get into making con- making content and making money from it now i i think not like significant money but you can start making money but the returns unless you like are really good or you have an audience are probably not going to be as great so like the entry the barrier to entry is probably lower but then again the returns kind of match whereas thinking about investing in, I don't know, like, again, the example that I say real estate, it's high up there because sometimes you need to buy these properties, like, all cash, but when you think about how much money... Like, for example, my parents bought a house, 80,000 USD. Now that thing is worth $400,000 in, like, two years. <laughs> yeah, and the only thing that they had available to them was the cash to just buy it outright. It's like, we found this house, boom, here's literally... I think it ended up being, like, 110 after closing and everything like that. So they, you know, essentially three times their money by just having cash available. Um, and, you know, that's kind of, I like, I like that transactional nature of other types of, of making money. Whereas like with the content that I make, I feel like there's a little bit more of like, um, I don't know, like maybe a relationship or like me trying to provide advice or something like that. And I just don't feel comfortable with monetizing that, uh, which is also, why I hate stuff like mentorship subscriptions. I hate people who are trying to sell like $10 Twitter books. And saying like, oh, I have all the advice you need. Just go to gumroad.com slash this and pay me $10 and you'll have it all. they like, I, I don't like that. I am um, like you too. I doubt in absolutely everyone. Uh, so I just feel like there's not that many people in this space that can provide that kind of advice and value that they market that they can. So I try to be the part of the good side. Not to saying that monetizing content is bad, and just saying in this kind of aspect. Yeah, but it's also because. But don't get me wrong; it's because I'm doing very well financially, in general. If I wasn't, then maybe it would be something that I was looking into. But also because of our aspirations for to to continue developing financially in other areas, that I'm like, I don't really care about this. The amount of effort that it would take me to actually make this thing a full time, full well not full time, but like a substantial amount is not worth it. I could definitely put that time into the other areas that will make me good amount of money and have like nothing to do with tech. Cause also as soon as I leave my career, what am I going to still make like courses and advice on like the stuff that I do? I I don't really know if that's something I want to do. I'm not saying again, people do that. I mean, you're doing it, but it's not what I want to do. Once I leave this, I'm out, I'm gone. I'm moving back. I used to have on a farm. I'm going back to a farm. Peace out.
0: So are you planning to retire by what? 40
1: 40 uh, actually no, leadership usually is a lot older than that right it's probably gonna take yeah. me take me a little more a little more than that i think at the pace that i'm working at i want to do that maybe until 40 and then switch things up whatever that looks like um yeah but who, who who knows really
0: would you consider making a video on your investing endeavors not a video a channel maybe no, no. Well, it worked, dude. <laughs> that is true. You, and you have, wait, three channels? Two channels? I have a
1: span. I have a Spanish, a vlog, and an English one. The vlog one I just do whenever I want to. It's not like I, the last time I posted was maybe like a couple of weeks ago, and it was like this two-minute thing that I thought would be interesting to look back on. The Spanish one, I wish I was more consistent with it, but it's like difficult. And then I have my main, the main channel.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine doing a multilingual channel, especially like, imagine recording the same videos in two languages and then editing them for two languages. But the good thing is, and and, and, sorry to to cut you off, the good thing is your second, well, the first language, wait, is it second or first? Well, your other language is Spanish, Mm -hmm. which is the second most, is it the second most talked, used language outside of English? I think it's third what's the second one mandarin oh yeah good point that might be the one
1: but i think in terms of like geographically spaced out in the world and and, you know the impact i think there is something to consider um but it's definitely up there
0: yeah if i if i was and that's actually the language i want to learn i just need more time to sit down and go to lessons and learn it Then, maybe I'd consider it but like oh, there's there's no people no way they like the a thousand dot net engineers are worth the time of re-recording and doing the whole the whole thing. I'm sure they're worth the time. they're not they're not worth me doing that twice. maybe eventually. Well,
1: when you think when you think of it from a money standpoint. No, but then I think that's also the liberty that I give myself because I don't care about that aspect of it from the technical content perspective is I can go make a video that's only going to be seen by 400 people and kind of test the waters and see what that community looks like and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's
1: freedom on both sides. You just got to pick which one you want.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously I wouldn't do that in main channel, obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. And ultimately, this podcast is like that for me. It's not monetized. Ads Mm -hmm. are rough. I just got approved for AdSense in the Keep Coding channel, where the vote will be uploaded for this. But I'm doing this because I actually now have the opportunity to speak to interesting people and do it live. Why not? So I I do like you know I have a course to edit now that I want to publish by Monday, and and that would make me way more money than this video will ever make.
1: Absolutely.
0: But it doesn't really matter to me. But I have to like pick my battles. Ultimately, what I want is to have the wider impact. Because it is not money, 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 money. It Mm -hmm. is to actually teach and have people know how to be better at what they're doing. And that was actually the hardest thing for me, giving up my full-time job Mm -hmm. to make content full-time, because I actually loved my job. There was, you know, many people won't like, count the hours until they can quit and eventually just... But I wasn't like that. I had an excellent team work with excellent people at a great company, at the time anyway. And I really didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. So it is interesting that after so many years, you still have the same stance. You're not in that honeymoon period You're like that is what it is for you which i find very intriguing
1: i think my relationship with work has also changed significantly which is why i can be the way that i am and make the decisions and the moves that i make now the way that i do make them and i think a lot of that um comes out in what i do too like people i think Get the idea of like oh yeah she's she she seems like you know she's like content like yeah for lack of a better word content and i think that translates well into advocacy um so it's only now where i feel like i've i've everything is aligned uh it's, it's we're gonna get too spiritual <laughs> but everything is sort of like moving in ways that i that, that i want things to move in whereas before like even like my previous job is like i get paid well but i wasn't really happy what i was not really happy, but, like, challenged and in, in in the role that I wanted to be. Before that, I wasn't on a very supportive team. Like, I was, like, around a bunch of, like, people who weren't the best to work with. Before that, I probably wasn't making enough money. Uh, before that, I had no idea what I wanted to do, stuff like that, right? So whereas, like, I've gone through that sort of progression, and then now I'm more like, I'm challenged. I like what I do. I make good money. I have a great team. I have a great manager. Um, so... It's like difficult. If my stance didn't change before, it's definitely not going to change now. When everything's sort of like in in the space that I wanted to be in.
0: If not Microsoft, where would you be if working? If not, AWS. Not just kidding. <laughs>
1: uh, probably is because smaller company after Microsoft, I don't want to do big tech anymore. Definitely not. Um, I really liked. Uh, the impact and just the challenges that you face at, in a place that you wear many hats. Um, I definitely do miss having like a close team, like a uh, in-person kind of uh, uh, dynamic uh, and stuff like that. I, I think some of the best work and the best learning experience I had is like at a smaller company as well. Um, not to say that I'm not learning now. It's just, it's different. It's like a different dynamic. Um, so I don't really know what that company looks like. It's just, it's probably not gonna be known. It's probably not something that I can put in my Twitter bio. <laughs>
0: What, ex-Microsoft?
1: <laughs> I will I will not put ex-Microsoft.
0: Thank God. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> don't do this. It's weird.
1: I gotta do YouTube. What is it? Um, it's like, oh, I left Fang. Well, Microsoft isn't even Fang, so I can't even do a left Fang video. I don't
0: know why they left Microsoft out of Fang. Yeah. It's not even Fang. Oh, well. It's Mang now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh well.
0: Yeah, I... I... I agree on the smaller company aspects, mm. like I started with a small company and then I went into huge ones. Well, one was mid size that turned huge, huge mm-hmm. growth, like 10th most valuable privately held company in the world. Um, it didn't really burn me out. It could have, but I moved around a bit I had to keep it fresh. But if i was to move full-time again i'd probably go to a smaller company if i wanted to be an engineer yeah
1: absolutely. it, it, it was just
0: a different experience especially pre-covid times
1: i was about to say that
0: i haven't felt i hate the, the world you know family or whatever right but when every person no matter if it's the ceo and an engineer product mm-hmm. manager or whatever is fighting to to win business and do a great job to effectively keep their jobs because small companies live and die by the contracts they have like you just want everyone to succeed there's no back- backstabbing if i just backstab someone mm. i might lose my job because if they don't do the job well when you want to make money i'm going get fired mm-hmm. so that's sort of <laughs> camaraderie i haven't felt in a long time to actually really feel like we're all working as a unit mm-hmm. and pre covid It was just so much fun hanging out with people like, goddamn. So I good.
1: agree. I think it's probably going to be a hot take or controversial take, but the the fact that earlier on in my career, I was all in person, like there was no remote work or hybrid or anything like that. Was absolutely a massive, massive impact on my ability to learn. Just opportunities, because I remember that the, like in my sysadmin, cloud engineer days, the, the CEO, the CTO, all these people, because it was it was like a 40, 40 people team. Like, you know, there's people working overtime. There's people staying coming in earlier, staying later, whatever it is. And just because I ended up, you know, staying longer, or being earlier, or being around when like random times, like I'd often be included on certain conversations or be given super, super certain opportunities because I was only like, cause I was there, I was available. They were like, you Gwen, let's try this thing. And I was like, all right, great. Um, a lot of the reason that I ended up learning a bunch of different services in Azure was because of that. Uh, and again, that was pre-COVID, I don't know. I hope companies can figure out how to do that for people early in your career now in a remote first type of environment. Um, but yeah, I would definitely search if I made a change for that, again, I mean not overworking or anything like that. I feel like I did my part of that, but definitely the 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 that kind of dynamic.
0: What does it take for a cloud advocate to be a senior cloud advocate?
1: So this this phrase told me, um, uh, uh, someone I consider mentor told me. The early you are in your career in advocacy, it's all about like ownership. Like how many things can you put out that you've you've put in the work, um, sort of on your own kind of way. But as you want to progress, it's all about partnership. So, so it's about how many people can you enable. That's again cliche, and as like corporate talk as it sounds, it really is about it. Like Microsoft in a way is, you know, you have thousands, hundreds of thousands of people and you are gonna find an expert at in anything that you want. I mean, think about it. Like we we have like the the, the the founding.net team. We have like the TypeScript team. We have like the Python team. Like every everything is available there. So your goal is to no longer try to be good at absolutely everything, but be the best that you can be for whatever single thing it is, but then be great at connecting all those things together. So that's like my first attempt at that was like the bash for beginners. Um, getting someone from a different team to work on it with me, getting someone from other team to sort of do the preparation and the outline, getting, you know, talking to marketing uh, on it, talking like all these kinds of things, like, and, and, and and aligning a bunch of different pieces, uh, to, to get that project out. Um, and then I just got to find like those, continue to find those opportunities as long as like they align with, you know, uh, business needs and like what, what I'm naturally good at. Um, it's also probably a tough year to get promoted. <laughs> yeah, Just true. in general. So we'll see we'll see what happens.
0: I, I follow you on Instagram um. and every now and then you post these stories. Still not fired. Day day forty five, still not fired.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about automating that. Um it,
0: you should. It's so funny every time. <laughs> I mean it I say it's funny. Obviously people are getting fired.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well laid off. Yeah.
0: Um what do you think about the situation? I think Twilio was the latest uh, co- big company to, to join the club.
1: Yeah, my one of my best friends works at Twilio. He messaged me that day. He was like, oh, my goodness, we're laying off 17%. Uh, I'm worried. And I was like, welcome to the club because we we're worried, like, every, every week. Um, so I feel like people are going to want to hear, like, the sunny side or something like that but ultimately i like i tell everyone this business is business because they're gonna the the economy could be the absolute best the world has ever seen and if they want to cut you or your team or your organization for whatever reason they're going to do it that's why it's so important to be financially you know educate yourself financially to 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 be smart to not buy a brand new car if you can't afford it things like that um because those are things that you can control whether you're going to be laid off or not you cannot so why worry so much about that when you can there's all a bunch of other things that you can take care of and and um, do control. I also have a, I mean, I know you know this, but uh, the concept of like family, loyalty, and things like that don't really come into play for me. So if at any time, it's like it's like both ways, like you can be laid off, but you can also leave whenever you want, right? So it's like, obviously it's gonna work both ways. Um, it sucks um, because I think there's like an emotional toll that happens to people who get laid off and for the team as well. Uh, definitely and I wish America in general maybe the world in general was better to better, better like better with dealing with that coping with that, resourced with that uh, resourced for that type of stuff but I think there's a lot in my hands that I can do to better situate myself which is where I put my my attention to
0: I think what really strikes me is that there's two things actually the first one is it's almost done in such a sneaky way. Like it's being announced out of the blue. I don't know how much from what I hear from the connections I have mm-hmm. even managers sometimes find last minute to let their employee, like their team know and their people know. Mm-hmm. Do you think that people saw I can't remember who started it, but do you do you think people saw the first companies jumping in the bandwagon? And then now finding an excuse to also lay off staff that maybe they overhired during COVID.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think also with like all big tech companies doing it, every other company has the excuse to say, "Well, if Microsoft's doing it, AWS is doing it, then we should do it too." Uh, and then that just causes like you know, a, a, I guess, a vicious circle, or it's like a domino effect, or something like that. If I try to sit down and figure out why these companies are actually doing it, then. I would not get anywhere because the reality is like no no one really knows that unless uh, besides the people who are making those decisions like you can be told one thing you can read one thing but the reality is i mean it could it could not be true but again what do i get out of like trying to really understand understand that could it be handled better i speak for the microsoft standpoint in general yes definitely i, I believe so um Even for me, if it was like, you know, we're doing this, if the answer was like, we don't know why, we don't know how many, I think that would be better than just saying, like being so vague. Uh, But ultimately, I do understand that business is business.
0: Yeah. You know what I find interesting? You, You have famously said that company loyalty doesn't matter. But you sound pretty damn loyal to Microsoft. Mm. What do you think about that?
1: I'm loyal to whichever company continues to work. Well, okay, so I need like need to be paid fair, challenge, and overall need to align my career with the impact that I want to make. And at the moment, that is Microsoft. Even before being at Microsoft, like being part of the community, part of the MVP community, having access to these engineers, using the technology had a massive shift in my in my career. So obviously there was like a soft spot. But also it was just like the move was very natural for me. I was creating content, creating technical content, working with it. Then I found the cloud advocate role, which essentially is that, but you're getting paid for it. So it's like, okay, it's like a natural move. Um if there was a better move for me, then I would make it, but again, making more money is not necessarily a better move for me. <laughs> um see, see that's the
0: thing. Yeah. So if money doesn't motivate you, then maybe you are loyal?
1: If money doesn't motivate me, maybe I am loyal.
0: Because the way I perceive loyalty is I work for checkout.com, a payment provider. It was a competitor to Stripe, another huge payment mm-hmm. provider. I was at checkout before they even had valuation a public one before they raised any capital and i left when it was worth 44 billion stripe is worth like 100 billion or whatever huge company and i think mm-hmm. both of the companies were devalued recently like a, a couple of months ago mm-hmm. if stripe offered me double the salary sure it won't make a difference to me but i would only stay if I was loyal to the company. I don't think I would stay because I'm happy with a lesser salary. I would of course also take into account the thing I would be working on. Mm -hmm. Am I gonna lead an interesting team? Am I gonna be an engineer in the, the domain? But maybe upon reflection, loyalty does to a degree matter. I will say that maybe it shouldn't because it's a bit irrational for the companies of that size. Mm-hmm. What do you think in hindsight? Right, and I'm not so, trying to change your opinion, by the way. I'm just trying to entertain the idea that maybe it's not as black and white.
1: So if, if another job comes along, it's like we're doubling your. Because I'm just going to use the example that you give the second time, not the first time if another company comes around and says, you're going to do exactly what you want to do, you're going to do it how you want to do it. You're going to have, we're going to pay you this much money. And for me, it doesn't, it makes like the way I can live my life and all those kinds of things is in a, because like you can find a job that pays you twice as much, but requires you to be in person or something like that. Like, you know, right. And then you're losing money to some extent, you're losing time and whatever. So if everything was significant, like literally everything checked off was like better then I would make the move. Yes. But you know, it's not rainbows in this space. Like, does that job really exist? Who knows? Maybe it does. Maybe it does come along. Um, If you sort of, if I put them on like a like a like a balance and 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 I'm like, overall, this looks like a better deal for me. And I, but, but also, you're not. It's not just money. Like, it's not just double salaries is not enough for me to make yeah. a move. Then yeah. Um, or if Microsoft starts start shifting towards a direction where I just did, no longer felt like I can do my best here, then I would move as well. But that's not the case. So I wouldn't necessarily say loyalty. Loyalty, I think of like a dog. It's like a dog, no matter what you do do to it, it'll be there. If like, if I feel like I'm disrespected here or something like that, I would not be here. Um, Like loyalty is like, you, you know, just you close your eyes and you just do whatever it is that you have to
0: do. How about internal opportunities about what opportunities internal Mm. so a different team needs a cloud advocate you know bing now moves to ai we want (laughs) to have an advocate to that bing advocate yeah bing advocate (laughs) um would you be loyal to your team when your manager no okay i didn't even talk about money so that tells me all I need to know.
1: Yeah, my commitment is to do my absolute best in whatever role that I'm in. I obviously now I'm very selective with the moves that I make because I've, I've gained that privilege. I've worked for that privilege. Uh, but if there's another opportunity again that I want to pursue, and I'm gonna go do it. I've, I've I've spoken to my manager about this. Like, while I'm here, you've got me fully engaged. You get everything that I can give. But at some point when I'm like, I want to make a different move. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it. And a good manager will be like, Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do.
0: That's good. I like absolutes.
1: It's like, there's this book, it's called Simple Rules. I read it like a couple years ago and ever since then I was like, I don't need to make anything this complicated. Like you can't, you can't operate in ways where if you remove like certain emotional aspects, like you're not as clouded and you can be more pragmatic and then you can leave the emotional aspects for other things that require it and deserve it.
0: Inside or outside work? You mean
1: inside work? There's definitely some aspects of it, uh, but outside, there's like way more, way way more. Like I think emotional like intelligence and maturity isn't something that I had for like a while, well into my adulthood, and it is because of of like me taking care of that and and and, and, and like going through certain things and learning certain things and and and, and whatnot that. I've learned what that actually looks like. And then I've learned also that that doesn't necessarily have to have its place in the career work. That's not an excuse for me to be like an asshole, for anyone to be an asshole. Because you can be respectful, but
0: also not consider work your family. When you made your how much money I make salary along those lines, you talked about getting a 15 or 14... 14.5% pay rise, is that correct? It was some big number. 16? 16, sorry, Mm -hmm. I I, I don't wanna make you sound poor.
1: Yeah, how dare Um, you.
0: But for, that was in Microsoft, right? Mm -hmm. Those numbers for companies of that size Mm -hmm. just don't exist normally. You I'm don't over. get sixteen percent pay raises. You mm-hmm. get three, four, five percent. And if you're amazing,
1: mm-hmm. how the hell? <laughs> I work my ass off, dude. That's, that's
0: yeah,
1: that's, but that's that's easy.
0: That's but, normally, but normally, but normally. Hard work in such places is not being rewarded like that. That's what really surprised me. You will not get the you know net outcome of your effort to reflect. Mm. If you work 16% harder, you won't get a sixty percent pay rise. Right. Rarely the case. And in many cases, if you work minus 20% hard, you're still going to get a 3% pay rise. Just coasting mm-hmm. along, or just not even putting in the effort. The system right. is rigged. So mm-hmm. the reason why I'm I'm asking how, and it's amazing to see that Microsoft actually gives out these promotion, these pay rises. Right. Is that normally to get those numbers, you have to get to another job. Mm-hmm. there's a reason why, especially in the Seattle area. I don't know how much that's the case in in New York. There's the boomerang, where yeah. A Microsoft engineer will leave usually for AWS, get a good pay rise there, and then come back to Microsoft like six months or a year later at a higher position with a higher salary, which mm-hmm. at the same time they could not get that pay rise or promotion. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? And why do you think that's because it's a lose, lose, lose. <laughs> You're losing. The company mm-hmm. that will hire you, that will eventually lose you back for the original company, is losing. Mm-hmm. Costs a lot of money in hiring someone and interviewing. And then eventually, the company that you originally worked for mm-hmm. will pay you more and will have to rehire you and have all these processes again in place. Right. So, why not reward you directly? They don't believe that you can do it. It should be like, oh, if you get an offer from AWS or some other company, like, okay, let's make this easy. Where do you want to be? Here's the money. Mm-hmm. So, why?
1: You asked a lot of questions there, but you can the first answer all comes, of them. The, the first the first part that I want to acknowledge is with uh, with a little bit of worth ethic. It's extremely straightforward, simple. Not easy, but straightforward and simple to stick out to stand out with just a little bit. I think um, because of this, I think because of that 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 sentiment of like, oh, if you want to make money, you just gotta you just got to change jobs has become such a routine, like such like essentially like a fact that companies have leaned into it and that employees have leaned into it. And I don't know. I feel like I've just always done things differently as cliche as this sounds. Look, I mean, I stick out in absolutely everything I do. And I've always, I've always sought out opportunities where I stick out even more, uh, even since I was a little kid. So I, I kind of like just like, rebel against the system in general so i'm like if everyone does it that way i don't want to do it that way even if it makes sense to do it that way even if it'll like like what i'm doing doesn't make sense um so i find that with a little bit of work ethic it's not that difficult to to stick out um i mean it also helps that i don't have any kids <laughs> so i have a lot of free time uh to to upskill, to to do youtube videos and things like that um that like you mentioned by like you said like oh your your time as each year as you go it costs it costs more. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Like that's why I feel like I'm also on on a very supportive team with not just like direct leadership as in my manager, but going all the way up. Like they want to see me succeed and they they want to show that, hey, we want to keep you, so they'll do they'll do what they need to, to, to keep me. And in exchange, I will continue doing the thing that keeps me there and keeps me like happy. Um and the 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 whole thing about like paying people to to stay, paying their paying them like like a counter offer or whatever. I just think like in large companies, like just because you have like so many more more people co- wanting to come in, like maybe they think of like, all right, we'll find we'll find someone or something like that. Not to say that everyone's like re- easily replaceable or things like that. I just think like at that scale, it's so difficult to think on like an individual level. I'm not necessarily saying that's correct, but everyone wants to work in tech
0: yeah yeah chat do you want to work at big tech do you want to work at microsoft i'm interesting i'm interested in that because i don't well i say that i have two failed attempts to work at microsoft one intentional one not intentional so i what used do you mean, to like
1: you failed not intentionally or what
0: <sighs> so story time all the way back in 2017, I started working for a company called ASOS, which was on Azure, a huge migration.
1: ASOS, and I, like the clothing.
0: The clothing brand, yeah.
1: Oh wow! Okay. So
0: I was working for that lovely company, and uh, we were actually the biggest or second biggest Cosmos DB user at the time. That's how I learned cloud. How long ago was this? That was 2017, like. Like rough years for Cosmos TV. Oh, I know we had a, a weekly or bi-weekly, wait, every two weeks um, meeting with the team, actually. Mm. And it was so bad. I had to make an SDK. The SDK started pulling numbers. They want to hire me basically in the team to okay. work on the SDK. So, But I was fresh in the company as well. And I was learning. And I, I At the time, if I'm learning, I don't want to go anywhere. It doesn't matter who you are. I'm, I'm good. Plus, I I would need to move to Seattle. That was the plan. I wouldn't work remotely. Hmm. And I've been to Seattle for a Microsoft MVP summit. It was raining like more than London.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's Seattle for you.
0: So I didn't know that. I thought all the US is like New York. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Or California. (laughs) No. Which, again, they're very different between them. But um, I didn't like it. So I didn't want the job, but they made me interview anyway. I, I, I think I did good with like two of the, of the four interviews. I did fine the third. And the fourth I had so enough, I just didn't want to be there, mm-hmm. that they gave me like a chess coding question, which is like, you're the horse in the chessboard, write an algorithm that calculates how many moves that the horse can make from a given position. It was like a two-dimensional grid sort of algorithm question. I was so fed up. I said, uh, I don't know how to play chess. Can I just have another question? And they gave me like a link list, whatever. And I, I just gave up. I just hands down. I said, you know, I don't want to do this. I just don't want to answer it.
1: Because, because you didn't want to, though. I didn't
0: want to, yeah. I didn't want to work. Okay. Um, And actually, the feedback was you would get the job. <laughs> but you won't because you gave up And we don't want quitters in the team Which is fine wow. it's, a fa- it's a fair It's great feedback It actually taught me a lot Absolutely Because to a degree I thought I just have it in the pocket They you know, asked me a million times to get the job Why wouldn't they just give me the job It uh, turns out when you interview You actually have to put effort in
1: Wait, so you went through that interview Didn't do it And you still thought you were going to get the job
0: I mean, it, it was like 30 minutes And then I uh, okay. Yeah so I, I did part of it, but then I was like, okay, "What okay, you know what, that's it, I don't want to refactor it. Um, so that was the first. And then the second, I can't remember what it was, I was pissed off with something, I rage applied, that's back in 2019 or 2020, I rage applied for a cloud architect something, something. Oh, cool. I never in my life have I bombed harder than that. And for some, in some way, I actually managed to go to the last interview, the final interview. Mm. But the person basically asked, build uh, Amazon. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, and they talked for like 60 minutes. And when I asked, uh, you know, do you ha-, when they asked, do you have any questions? I said, I actually asked an honest question. And it was like, yeah, so if I was to work here, and the guy almost <laughs> like. <laughs> It's like nah, nah ain't happening. <laughs> but yeah, it was funny. But I had two failed attempts. Um and in hindsight, my life would be so different if I did do that. Yeah, obviously. Um maybe for the better, maybe for the worse, I don't know. But uh yeah, the lackiest two rejections I had in life.
1: I mean, you tried
0: i did try i hate that type of interviewing though did you have to interview like that how was your interview
1: no i did f- to- so okay fun fact and which is why I-, I tell people like your progression is not equally dependent on your skill set a significant amount of what moves you can make will depend on who you know and how you can talk to the people that you don't know. So, when I was working at A Cloud Guru, which was at the job uh, that I worked at before Microsoft, um, I w- because I was an MVP, you know, they invite MVPs to to um, different events all the time, which I recommend people look into it. Um, you have to get nominated, obviously, but these programs, I 100% uh, recommend people. Look at that. Plug for the, the, the program. Plug. <laughs> um, yeah, I was invited on this this panel, and we were talking, and uh, it was like a couple of people from Microsoft there and myself, and it was great. A couple of months later, the role pops up. Someone refers me, and, and then he, they tell me, like, this is the manager, the hiring manager for this role, and I was like, this name sounds familiar. I don't know how. Then I go back, and I look into the details of the panel. I was like, I was on a panel with the hiring manager, <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, because I had gotten referred to the role, I got like a, an invitation—not uh, invitational, inform- informational. So, which is a conversation before an actual interview where you just talk about the role, get a little bit more information about it. Um, sometimes with the hiring manager, sometimes it can be with someone else. But in my case, it was with my uh, my now manager, then hiring manager, I guess. And then I remember one of the first things he said I was like, "Oh, we've spoken before. Like, yeah, we were on that thing." And I was like, "And that—I don't know why, but once I heard that, I'm like, I got this." Um, so then as i i think i did a couple rounds i can't remember exactly how many but it was on teams which was interesting it's like 45 minutes then 15 minute break 45 minutes minute break and when i came to the technical technical aspect of it it was just talking about projects that i had made publicly available like kind of like talk about why'd you do this talk about um contributions to like improving documentation or open source that i've done stuff like that uh, but yeah, because I had like I guess some popularity or clout or whatever um, already established, like, uh, and I guess it made it easier for them to find ways to to see what I'm what I'm really about. Yeah. So I didn't really have to, I didn't have to go through a coding interview or or like a traditional technical interview. I I agree with you though; those are not really useful.
0: I mean, if ChatGPT can solve them with a prompt, then what's the point? What's the point?
1: Dude, I haven't really used it much. Like, do you have to provide a significant amount of context to, g- no. to get the answer that you want?
0: I can give the, the question exactly as I was given the question mm-hmm. and it will answer.
1: Were you given the question in a way that was enough for you to know yeah. how to answer?
0: I mean, you can ask questions, but assuming the question was phrased correctly, then sure. Mm-hmm. It's very little it can't do. And with Are a bit of scared? guiding, well, define scared. Well, I can't make courses. No, I, I I mean, the thing is, it's only as valuable as the ability of the questionnaire to ask the right questions.
1: Yeah, I so, agree.
0: So it's a great time saver because if you know what you want, it will journey man its way through the answer. mm mm-hmm. And you can take that and recraft it or, or, or refine it and you're gonna be fine mm. so i'm not scared that nobody really should be scared yeah but you are having a bit of an existential crisis because one of the most fun parts of coding is the unknown i have a problem mm. i don't exactly know how to solve it i open my id let's go And know this process can actually be turned into I ask ChatGPT, I open my ID, I ask it, I get the whatever it spit it back and mm-hmm. I put it in my ID and I try to refine it. It's a whole different workflow and I think the way we write software will completely change, mm-hmm. especially with ChatGPT getting more investment on the coding aspect as well. Because if that's V1 and V1 is stupid good, I can't imagine what V10 is.
1: Yeah. And it's like, only going to get better. Absolutely. I mean, that's the point. Just put it everywhere. Like you're going to start to see that type of technology in I don't know, in like anything that you use. Wayne like, cloud? Everything. Everything. Cloud. Know, I mean, that's those are the most easiest ones to do.
0: It it is. So here's the thing. As as a cloud architect or solution architect, Mm -hmm. which I know you love the term.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's my favorite term.
0: (laughs) The idea of knowing how to scale a system and put pieces together and you know when to use service A and service B and service C Mm
1: -hmm. is a skill. Right.
0: But... The moment I ask GPT, make a system that scales horizontally, mm-hmm. uh, uh, blah, 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 I give it a prompt, and then it tells me, oh, for this, you can, the model will look this, your access partners look like this, that's the diagram mm-hmm. of the architecture, you need a VPC here or a virtual network here. Um, you can use Azure Functions for this because they will scale like this, you can use blah, 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 blah. Then you just eliminate the role, and you give the developer all the tools they need to make the code. Mm -hmm. so yeah you need to know what to ask but i've worked with people who would do that thing and it would take days to do it and now chat gpt very accurately can do it in seconds to me it's not what chat gpt directly can do to me it's how people will use it and what will what will they build? I do believe we're in this third. Like Web three never had a chance as a concept, never. Chat GPT and that aspect of AI, that is the third level of web that we're gonna encounter in the following years. Absolutely. And there's gonna be a huge boom. So that's what a bit like not scary, but like existential crisis.
1: Yeah, because it's tied to identity, and whenever people feel like they don't know who they are or where they stand, or like what they can put in their Twitter bios, then you know a lot of that tends to make people feel uneasy. I think we're at we're in an interesting position for sure. I think um, you know the the level to get into the technology that's behind you know these these like open AI and what's the Google one Bard is um, super it. high.
0: They don't have a chance. <laughs> Anyway,
1: it it used to be like you had to be like a a data scientist or or an engineer with years and years of just research and experience, and you dedicate your whole life to get into it. ML came along, and then different types of models came along, and now we're at like um, where these technologies now are at, where essentially it's like you you need to use APIs, which is what we're all familiar with as um, engineers. So The real, I guess, if you want to be proactive about it, is learn to leverage this instead of being, I guess, afraid. Learn how to make yourself more productive. And then find how to make that tool work better for you because that means you're going to be more efficient. And then you're going to be able to to do better work in less time. Uh, And then you're going to be worth more money. And I think, you know, you're going to start to see this in everything. I just saw uh, something about uh, OpenAI API in... um, sentinel microsoft sentinel it's like okay fascinating like it's just like you know like everyone uses the examples like okay when cars came around like people who would uh ride the horses like lost their jobs like yeah but then you know the the aspect of like someone needing to know how to fix an engine also came into play right it's like your your i guess existential crisis stops when you realize what the engine is for whatever's next are you afraid no
0: do you think ai has a chance in automating cloud advocacy
1: probably it has a chance ai can be better at us in absolutely everything
0: then why are you not afraid
1: because i'll just find something else to do (laughs) fair point like my like my i was making money before being a cloud advocate i'll make money i'll make money somehow i'll survive i also can live with very little like I told you, I used to live on a farm, so living on very little means was essentially the way I was raised, so I understand what it is to come from nothing, and I have to go back to nothing. At least it's a place that I'm familiar with.
0: Yeah, I don't think you have to worry about that.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I think to a degree, that the fear of some people is justified, to a degree again, What's interesting to me is that clearly not every level will be affected in the same way. I think that beginners will be affected the hardest because that's maybe the level where potentially ChatGPT has more of a chance to actually do a better job because the highest you go, I think the harder it is for ChatGPT to do a good job. So, people mm-hmm. who are already in the high pos- high level position, like senior engineers, lead engineers, mm-hmm even mid, will use it as a tool, while mm-hmm. for lower, it, it might be used against them. Maybe for employers to pay less, I don't know. I really don't know where it's going, but I can see like a dystopian future of-, of
1: Everyone's a mid and senior <sighs> engineer.
0: Yeah, 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 like I, I, honestly.
1: I mean, beginner beginners get the worst uh, end of the stick in everything when it comes to layoffs, people coming out of uh school finding their job like they're competing with people who are ex google ex facebook ex microsoft like who's gonna get the job like not the fresh beginner person it's the yeah. person who has the experience um when it comes to like scams uh think about like in the content creation space uh these like fake boot camps who gets scammed who gets like who gets like you know mess with the most there it's like beginners because they fall for that kind of stuff right it's always like that space that is so vulnerable Um, because they're like, you know, they're brand new and like they're they're, they're always going to get impacted the most and it's unfortunate, but it's, you know, everyone has been in that position at some point.
0: Let's, uh... actually, what do you think about Microsoft's direction with OpenAI and the integration of ChatGPT and Bank? What do you think about that?
1: Um I think the direction is an in, in in an interesting one. I think Microsoft is finally seen as a cool kid. How long it will last, who knows? because uh, we were we were always like the laughing sock, like ha ha, Word sucks, it's so old, Google Docs is the best, like ha ha ha, teams, whatever. So now we sort of have this this comeback and even see from the CEO talking about like, yeah, we're pushing competition here, we're pushing innovation. I think that is an interesting position for us to be in after just years of everyone just making fun of us. (laughs) Um, So that's interesting. I think it would be interesting to see. I think overall it's a a good direction. Um, I hope that the people who are making the decisions are very careful and aren't necessarily just like blinded by the money, like the monetary opportunity, because obviously there's lots to be made there. And hopefully there are ethical decisions and people with, like, ethics in mind um, making the decisions. Again, I'm just, I'm just, like, like, I'm a level 62. I have no decision in any of this, this type of stuff. Um, but I think it's a it's a good move. Like, I th- I think, you know, you how you see these other companies scrambling to, to catch up, I think it's, it's a good position um, to have competition because competition will create new roles and new opportunities and stuff like that. I think that's great. Uh, I haven't really looked into more of, like, the nitty gritty details of what it actually is, what it actually means to, to have a product like this existing. I know there's lots and lots of worries about the ethics and the the, um, maybe you could be excluding certain people or the biases and everything like that, but ultimately it's gotta start somewhere and hopefully it continues to move into an improving and a better
0: position. I was watching this Satya interview talking about you know move, effectively moving fast and breaking things. Yeah. He sounds so braggadocious and I love it because like you said I do I'm very much in the Microsoft camp. Obviously I've bet my entire career at this point in .net and it's great to see charge GB well Bing AI to use um, SignalR for example for real-time yeah. streaming of the like that is yeah. insane because when people actually say, how is this built? They will see SignalR. Oh, SignalR is a dot. Oh, I'll try to do that thing. Yeah. And that's how you actually organically grow a piece of tech. You don't, you're not as the company, you know, talk about it. You actually use it. React is not great because React is great. React is great because yes. Facebook is built on it. Right. So on that aspect, for me, it's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, I wanted to see last. And uh, yeah, with Bard, obviously Google has uh, years of experience with AI. Yeah. But Satya is so smart with strategic uh, choices, jumping in open AI super quickly, like from November of ChatGPT being out to to now Bing AI being a thing. I don't think people understand. Like companies of that size don't move this fast. Right. It's, it's like, a, like a startup. Yeah, it's moving, it's moving faster than a startup. Who would push? Yeah. Here's the thing. It's
1: because we have money too.
0: Ch- sure, but ChatGPT is still bi- partially biased, can potentially be partially racist. It can be, it, it, Satya did mention security as mm-hmm. sort of something you do continuously, which for someone to say that as a CEO, Sort of means, yeah. Look, if we try to actually spend all of our time making sure it's absolutely secure in what it's putting out, we're never going to make it. Right. So you're probably going to get some shit out of it too. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. Right. That is start talk, which is really exciting. Like I, I said I would probably never work full time at the company again. That project, whatever. That's exciting. Mm. It's
1: so cool. I think we needed it. Uh, yes, I a... you definitely needed it. I think um, if, I mean, I'm very excited to be where I'm at. Especially in advocacy, you get kind of like first dibs on going out and trying things and 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 making all sorts of demos and, and stuff like that. So it's it's been a lot of fun, new challenges and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll see where it goes. Um, also, it's like, it's not really my decision. So I have to really align with it anyway.
0: <laughs> but you still can agree with what, you know, when Google was doing dodgy set with, um, I think the US military contracts or whatever that was, many people mm. quit or publicly vocalized their disgust oh. with, with that. Mm. So... Sure, you have to agree but you don't strike me after this conversation as a person who if they disagree with something would just stay around you know there's gonna be another company paying the bills
1: yeah yeah if there was a move that I was like that was like I can't stand for this I would just go I wouldn't try to change the company or be like oh like how dare they like go on twitter and like twitter yeah. like how dare they do this and then be a hypocrite and just stay there like, if I don't align with something, then I just gotta go figure out something else where I can, can... There's nothing worse than, like, being fake. Yeah. For yourself,
0: I think. How to So. What do you think about Mastodon? Mastodon? Uh...
1: I used to use it a lot. Not a lot. Maybe, like, once a day. i check in. At the wow. beginning, like everyone else. And then after that, um... I took like a social media break for a couple of weeks. So then I... then And then when I came back, naturally, I just leaned into the stuff that I knew more of. And I completely forgot about it. <laughs> uh, I think it has... I mean, the fact that it exists means that there's something missing or something like that. I don't know necessarily if it's the... If it meets whatever that that is. But yeah, like everyone says Twitter is a... Uh, Unfortunately, there's nothing that can replace it quite yet.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, I never do downloaded think? it. I never moved. I never Let's believed see, in check? it. The moment I pay money, the mo- I'll explain why. But the moment I saw what Mastodon is and how it works, I knew immediately it's a billion times worse than anything that Elon can do. Like the the. A recent, everything you see is an Elon tweet or reply update that mm-hmm. we had for like an hour was still better than Mastodon. Hands down, <laughs> better user experience, better content, better the whole server structure, the whole decentralization, and the mm-hmm. whole <sighs> such a dumb idea. Like, people will just move back. That's why I never moved there. Mm. It's 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 not going to work. I can see a bad idea from a good idea. There's definitely room for a competitor. That model is not going to fly. Ever. Um, Yeah. In my opinion, anyway. You know, I'll die on that hill. Not on the Twitter hill. The the non-masterdom hill.
1: The part is, like, you get something like Twitter, like, how do they make money without being subscription-based?
0: Yeah. Well, they make money from me now because I'm paying £7 a month. That's right. But here's the thing. If you're going to give me a way to show higher on someone's replies, which means more likely my tweets will be shown, which means more people Mm -hmm. will follow me, which means more people will find me, then Mm -hmm. that is sort of my job. So I'm going to pay. Has it made a difference? It has an engagement. Yes. So it's worth the money. Yeah, I mean I feel bad for it. I don't want to pay the 7 the 7 pounds. Um, the editing feature wrong with that. The editing feature is fine. Um mm. but I'm not seeing less ads. I'm not you know, it, it doesn't I updated my profile photo and I lost it because every, every time you update name or profile photo you have to wait for to get re-verified. Like now they actually had the framework with someone go in and check because of what happened when they rolled it out. And I think I wait for like three weeks, two weeks. Didn't have it. Yes, I was still subscribed, but didn't have the blue check mark. It's very weird. You think they'll figure it out? I think. Here's the thing. I'm not an Elon fanboy. But I really like what what he did with cars and what he did with rockets. Like, he yeah. figured it out. Now, I think that Elon, with today's Elon, is vastly different. So, there's a good chance he's going to mess it up. Because now he has no one advising him. In in SpaceF he has Gwyneth. In uh, Tesla, he has great engineers around it. Now, he fired all his engineers in Twitter. So, I don't know. Maybe his head is too big now to figure it out but the moves he's making for a company to be, who who is going to get stabilized in terms of bleeding money and potentially Mm. eventually make money, makes sense. Mm. He's a businessman. So maybe he's gonna figure it out, but he's not gonna be as popular by the end of it. So maybe the net is negative in terms of, okay, Twitter is not gonna go bankrupt, but people don't respect Elon Musk the way they used to.
1: Yes, you can't have everything. I yeah. feel like he wants to be all the things. Yeah. Unfortunately, with social media, you and I know the bigger, the biggest ones, the biggest, the, I guess, the ones that are famous or infamous, whatever. Yeah, they get there through controversy. Yeah. Well, like I'm, sh- I'm sure if you started bashing other .NET YouTubers, you'd be massive.
0: That's how I had my <laughs> first break. I said something controversial. I said, "Don't use the else keyword." boom there you go like the my biggest things are not best practices are i mean they're still best practices but they're controversial advice yeah and i don't think that anyone went especially in tech i don't think anyone became someone with just saying what everyone else is saying correct like in tech you have to break the mold if you want to be someone It will take some time for things to adjust, but I think
1: if you want to be known, but do you need to be known?
0: Yeah, sure. Well he wants
1: to if he wants yeah, he wants to, but if he was just dedicated to making like the best rockets, the best cars and the best social media platform, he doesn't necessarily have to be known for that. But somewhere along the way he decided to make that decision. So now he's trying to like balance all those things and like how to Clearly something's not working.
0: Yeah. I'm really curious to see what's happening like two years down the road
1: you think he'll stay a ceo of twitter
0: i think he's gonna step down I would eventually agree. like he, he just doesn't have the time i, can't I don't see know how he doesn't know like especially with tesla like cybertruck is late Did semis i don't think you're gonna get them in the uk we don't have the roads oh, really? here you have there you have roads well, what do you maybe, mean not new, maybe not you. Well, in London, you have these poles that are like six feet and six inches wide. And if I had a Tesla Model S, I can't go through them. So the roads are very small for you to have such a wide car. The only car you can realistically have is E and Y, sorry, 3 and Y. Mm-hmm. And small then instance. if you work around those restrictions then X and S, but, like, I have a three, and sometimes when I'm going through the six by six, I'm like, oh. You have a Tesla? Yeah.
1: You should post a, a, a photo on Twitter with it, and then you'll go viral.
0: No way. It's lame now. Why? Having a Tesla. Like, everyone has a Tesla. It used to be, like, a thing. Now it's like, who cares?
1: No, I think in, in the niche that you're in, it'll do, it could do well.
0: I'll make it, like, run .net. Yeah. And then, like yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. You had to lean into it.
0: I have to. But uh, it's very scary driving these cars here. Like, that's why you don't see any wide-bodied cars here. especially. Why are, the
1: roads, why are the roads like that? They just well, never well, change. London
0: is not like the U.S., where it's like you just found this empty landmass with people already living on, in it mm-hmm. and then slaughter all of them and then build it the way that you want.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I say you, obviously, not you, but, you know, um, colonizers. Uh, it was sort of just built. It was just expanded and the roads were there there to have like carriages. And right. So you didn't have a chance to make a perfect grid. Mm-hmm. The only place really in the UK that is like that is a bit north from London. Uh, it's called Milton Keynes. It's the only place that actually has these robot delivery things that go around because it's a perfect grid and they can go on pavements and deliver oh, cool. groceries. And then sometimes they get stuck and you fix them and they yeah. go, thank you. It's so funny. I'm not taking the piece. It's like that. Um, but uh, yeah, London is not like that. It was just built, bombed, rebuilt, and just expanded. And that is it. And now they stopped the expansion because it was getting too big.
1: Yeah, so you guys just kind of like got stuck with whatever was available. Yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, if you want the white car, you can really drive it here. Sadly, like you won't see any Hammers or any. What's another big one? You, like you won't see any Ford one fifties, for example, here.
1: Oh man, not I'm, a chance. I'll, anyone who lives in the south can't go. I know. <laughs> I went.
0: I was. I had a workshop in Minnesota, Minneapolis, and someone came with a with an F one fifty. It was so big like why do you need so big cars oh you actually use them for work yeah. well not necessarily but you know huge
1: yeah they're they're massive right especially the double what do you call the cabin like i don't know double cabin i think i don't know what they're called but like the four door plus the back so big
0: well if you come here, people, you'll see you'll see way smaller cars.
1: People love their their fords, their F one fifties here. That, that's what it's I America, get. baby.
0: I know. You're gonna be anyone. <laughs> Alicia Alicia Key said it. <laughs> so what is next for, for, for you? And maybe learn to cloud or like what's the next thing? What's the that the plan?
1: I don't know, man. It's a good question. I have to sit down and figure that out because I kind of came out recently of doing some pretty big uh, changes to learn to cloud and obviously releasing bash for beginners. And that was sort of the past three, four months. I like to plan my life in three months, three months at a time. Moving forward, I got to sit down and figure out what's the, what's the best move in terms of like align. Cause you know, you got to align what you want to do. Does it make sense for the job? Does it make sense for you? Et cetera, et cetera. Does the manager want that? All that kind of stuff. So who knows? Um, you're asking about career, right?
0: I'm asking about anything. Well, not like personal life, but yeah, career.
1: Mm, yeah. That's, yeah. I don't know. Probably another. I want to move, I want to shift into doing more project based stuff, like on demand, but project based.
0: Want more courses?
1: Yeah, but not, but like the Bachelor of Beginners was you're not really building a project like you're learning variables stuff like that oh i see i
0: I thought i thought the creation of the course as a project oh yeah not building a project i see what you mean yeah yeah like architecting a system and building a system that's the type of thing i really like
1: yeah um the thing is that that that's like a tough sell because it's compared to you know that that we're talking about that following again like beginners like it's a lot more niche to get less eyes on it and stuff like that. But I think there's a lot of value for me as a someone advancing in their career and upskilling, but also for other people who are past kind of like the beginner stage or in the mid-level stage um, in you know, that that place. Um, but we'll see. I want to get it. Wa- I do. No, I'm not trying to like hop on the bandwagon or align 100% with my company, but I really am very interested in this open AI, like playing with the API. Have you? Can you get
0: me access?
1: But You can sign up for it.
0: I have signed up. I have just on the waiting list.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) I can't get you access.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If anyone from Microsoft is listening, please. I want to use Bing. No, but what I want is I had this. I had two project ideas for the longest time. One I will never make. So I'm going to publicly say it. I don't care. But if someone wants a viral video, I used ChatGPT to get a job in tech. That's the title, go make it. The idea is it writes your CV, it writes the interactions with a recruiter, you have the interview, and you get the job. And you use it during the interview. That's the thing, you have to be very careful. But technically, in principle, like someone with some skills to answer some questions and ChatGPT as a helper, That's a good, like at least get an interview as posing as someone who doesn't have much experience. I think that would work. Hello everybody, Nick here. So at this point, my conversation with Gwen was actually cut short because of a technical issue, but I was wrapping up the conversation anyway. So thank you very much for watching and as always, keep coding.